0: Hello, welcome to episode seven of the Hockey News on the Dub podcast, brought to you by BetMGM. I'm Carol Schram, and that's Liz Child, and we're here to run down everything going on in the WHL for you again this week. Uh, we'll start things off with headlines, talk about uh, another huge week for player movement around the league, go through our three stars, and then uh, take a look at the NHL's Atlantic Division, where the, NH- or the red-hot Boston Bruins are our team of the week. Um, then we'll start digging into uh, World Juniors. We're less than a month away from uh, puck drop for the 2023 event. So we'll start looking at WHL players that will be in the mix for, uh, for Canada for that. And, of course, we'll finish up with our weekly Connor Bedard report as he makes his way through his home province of British Columbia for the first time as a member of the Regina Pats. Uh, nice to see you, Liz. What, uh, what have you been up to this week?
1: You too. Um, I haven't really done too much... Honestly, we've had some Barracuda games on the road. They're finally back at home, which is why I'm in our press meal room today. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We're kind of back uh, playing uh, the Iowa Wild, which is always really fun because they're not in our division. So these type of games are always really exciting. It's kind of like, you know, Connor Bedard heading through BC this week. You just get a little bit of a glimpse of him uh, once in a while. Um, I also do have a new mic. So finally, we're getting rid of... (laughs) You know all of those issues that I've been having um, because my brain is not smart enough to remember adapters and things that I actually need. Uh, so you know it's been a great week. <laughs> we're, we're rolling; it's really you exciting. Um, look what about mar- me,
0: what you me? look marvelous. You sound marvelous. We've uh, we've got a podcast and a half going on today. Um, yeah, my week has been super fun. Um, I made uh, yet another trek out to Langley on Friday to uh, to see. Mr. Bedard and his legions of fans in person when uh, the Pats took on the uh, the Vancouver Giants. A uh, little disappointed I didn't make the trip to Victoria on Saturday to see the big hat trick game, but uh, he did put up an assist, keep his streak alive, and uh, you know drove, drove everybody out of their seats with numerous exciting plays and uh, was well worth the cost of admission uh, So uh, uh, although there were even scalpers outside the LEC, which apparently is not something that normally happens at WHL games. I don't know if any transactions were made or not, but I did I did get reports that tickets were available at elevated prices outside the front door. So uh, I'd like to think that even if people paid a lot to see Bedard, that they would have gotten their money's worth
1: on Friday night. It was it was fun. I I would hope so. I like to think so anyway
0: um anyways we'll talk more about Bedard as we always do uh, later on in the episode let's get started with uh, news of the week and uh another long list of tr- transactions
1: yeah i feel like teams really like announcing trades moves injuries either the day of or the day before we record so we always pick a really good day and i'm really excited um but yeah so Somewhat late last night, the Victoria Royals and Kelowna Rockets announced that they made a deal uh, with goaltender Nicholas Cristiano heading to Victoria for a fifth round pick, um, which I, I, you know, in our notes I had listed, you know, which brings the question, what's going on with Tyler Palmer? Um and on that note, you know, I have it a little lower in our notes, but I'm just going to bring it up now. Um, the Brandon Wheat Kings acquired Luke Shipley and Anthony Wilson, a defenseman and a forward from the Victoria Royals, um, in exchange for forward Tyson Trumbecki um, and a couple of draft picks. And if we can make these deals and move some of these players out, because Victoria has been making some deals and, and you know, moving guys around. What's going on with Tyler Palmer? Uh, why can't we find a, a, a trade that fits him? Um, you know, Dan Price, um, I believe Marlon Martins posted yesterday a little bit of an audio with Dan Price, their head coach and GM in Victoria, um, you know, talking about how the trade would have to be a good fit for Tyler Palmer as well. I'm struggling to see where wouldn't be a good fit for Tyler Palmer at this point. He's a fantastic goaltender um, anywhere with a stronger team in front of him, which I love the Victoria Royals, but they just, they don't have it right now. Um, There's a lot going on out there and you know, I'm just kind of looking forward, you know, if he rejoins the Royals, um, if he gets traded, if he gets moved, like whatever happens, I just can't wait to see more of him personally. Um, but kind of moving right along in our <laughs> news bit, uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings traded for Jackson Weeb to the Prince George Cougars, uh, for forward no- Noah Boyko. I almost called him Nolan Boyko, that would have been a weird com- combination of Talon and Noah. Um, <laughs> there were also some picks in there as well, but Weeb and Boyko were the two big uh names moving, and honestly, this trade's just kind of like okay for me. Um, Jackson Weeb. I like watching him. He's really fun. He's that physical type of player that, you know, you most teams really want. Um, And Prince George kind of needs a little bit more of that presence, I think. And so it's going to be a nice trade for them. Noah Boyko going back the other way again, good player. I think it's was a decent deal. Don't have too many thoughts on it personally, um, but it's not too bad. Uh, And then the Kelowna Rockets made another move this week in acquiring Carson Golder. Um, from the Edmonton Oil Kings in exchange for Ryland Kovacivik. Kovasivic
0: Probably
1: Um And you know what? That one I'm not really sure about. Uh, Ryland's been a great player for the Rockets, and I feel like a lot of people were really looking forward to see what he could do in his time with them. Um, Golder's a decent acquisition, but this is one of those trades that I'm just kind of like, eh, we'll see what works out. Like, it's fine. Um I care about it a little bit more. Like it's a, a little more interesting, I think, than the the previous trade. But um, I'm excited to see how both of those guys do. Um, and then, again, the Brandon Wheat Kings sent three picks. Nope, I already talked about that. <laughs> three picks in Tyson Trembecky for Luke Shipley and Anthony Wilson. I just really want to talk about that because I love Luke, Ship- Luke Shipley. Um, Anthony Wilson's great too, but I talked to Luke Shipley over the summer and this is one of those trades that, you know, I'm going to keep going back to and pointing at because when I talked to Dan Price over the summer, uh, he seemed to really love Luke Shipley as well. That was one of those guys that he was like, I want to talk about him. I'm really excited. Um, and I have a soft spot for him. And it's going to just be an interesting, you know, trade because I feel like maybe Victoria is kind of looking and being like, all right, let's... Ship some guys out. Let's start a little bit of a rebuild here. And again, what's going on with Tyler Palmer? <laughs> I just <laughs> want to know. I just want to know.
0: Uh, Tune in next week.
1: <laughs> uh, I do want to shout out Dylan Grand, uh, former goaltender in the dub, who I feel like everybody loves, everybody was rooting for. Um, he picked up his first pro shutout with the Hartford Wolf pack, uh, I think two days ago in the AHL, and that's really exciting. I'm really proud of him. Um, but the last little bit of news that we have here, uh, which was announced you know, just a couple hours ago this morning, because we are recording on Tuesday, um, the Rockets are going to be without their without forward Adam Kidd. Uh, they said that he is going to be out for the next six weeks after uh, fracturing his foot. So that's going to be a pretty big loss for the Rockets, um, and I'm really looking forward to him coming back because I know they were out they were without Colton Dock for a while as well.
0: Right. And uh yeah, foot fractures are uh, are are no joke either. So uh all the best to Adam in his recovery. Um that's our transactions for the week. Now we'll move on to our three stars and uh we'll start this week with the third star in Tri-City
1: and in net, what a surprise!
0: I think the star of the week is uh, Nick Avakian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love my goaltenders, what can I say? Um, yeah, so one of my favorite things if you see me posting online, I will every time he's in net, every time I talk about him, he has a little avocado emoji next to his name, or I just post the avocado emoji and he doesn't, his name doesn't even show up. Um, there was a video last season where it was. Uh, the ams were going around saying you know what's your hockey nickname from the guys and he was like avocado and it's because his teammates couldn't figure out how to say his last name correctly so they just call him avocado and i love that um also he is a california boy so avocados you know it just it works it's perfect yeah um you know he played his first game in two weeks against the seattle thunderbirds the other night um he made 42 saves on 45 shots which against a powerhouse seattle thunderbirds team is a big deal especially coming off of a two-week stretch where you just didn't see any game time um you know the ams have been relying pretty heavily on tomas suganek and i understand that tomas is incredible um uh, but they have a reliable goaltender backup in nikavakin and i'd like to see him utilize a little bit more because i know that they did just also acquire jared Picklick. um but yeah in that game he had a 933 save percentage uh he, in the past couple of years, has been asked to, you know, come up really big in some games. Like, he played a game without a backup goaltender against the Portland Winterhawks last season. Was peppered with shots all night. It was incredible. Um, and I, I was looking forward to seeing more of him. I'm glad he's still around, and I can't wait to see what else he does this season. Um, he's been pretty overlooked, like I said, with Tomas Sukonek. Um, but it was a really big game for him, and I feel like he, maybe he turned some heads.
0: nice to hear uh second star we go to the swift current broncos and uh josh davies gets the nod from liz
1: yes so josh davies is a player that i've been watching since last season especially closely um swift current broncos forward you know he's really really entertaining to watch i feel like uh, at one point last season, everyone was kind of looking at the Swift Current Broncos and picking out guys, and Josh Davies was one that sometimes you heard about, sometimes you didn't, and I was just like, okay, people talk about him a little bit more. I'm really excited for this, um, but you know what? If no one else is going to do it, I will talk about him all, all I want. Uh, he is a Florida draft selection from the 2022 draft. He was picked in the sixth round, 186th overall, uh, which is... I was sitting there being like, yes, this is so exciting. Um, <laughs> he got a natural hat trick on the 25th, which hat tricks were the story of the week last week. Um, but two of the goals in his hat trick were shorthanded. And I definitely feel like that's not something to overlook. That's a that's a really big thing. I think shorthanded goals, in my opinion, are just more fun to watch yeah. <laughs> just because it's just so much harder to do. Um But apparently not for Josh Davies. So I was really looking at him being like, okay, he had uh, four points in two games last week, uh, but he looked phenomenal. Um, And, you know, just a a quick little shout out that he is a type one diabetic and he's still, you know, dominating in the sport. So it's a big thing. I just kind of want to bring that up as a, you know, shout out to him, but also shout out to what his family has kind of been doing and being kind of active active in their communities and kind of bringing this to people's attention and talking about things and just kind of not letting it be something that is the main focus, but also not pretending that this doesn't exist. Um, so really exciting. Uh, Josh Davies is really fun and I look forward to seeing more of him. Um, and maybe in Florida in a couple of seasons.
0: Yeah, that's great. And, uh, and yeah, you're right. It's hard enough to, uh, to manage diabetes for, uh, people with normal lives, let alone people whose bodies need to perform at pro athlete levels. So, uh, you know, they deserve um, our our respect and and admiration for uh, for having that extra challenge that they have to uh, have to handle on their uh, on their road to uh, the NHL as well. Uh, So that was Josh Davies, our second star. And now our first star of the week. It's from the Regina Pats, and it's
1: not who you think it is. Uh. Uh, or it's exactly who they think it is. Uh, um, exactly because
0: who they think it is. <laughs> once
1: again, uh, I and the WHL have agreed, and it's one of those because you didn't have another choice. Like you had to. Um, Tanner Howe. <laughs> like, you know, every time you talk about Regina, you want to say, oh, Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard. But lately, it's been Connor Bedard and Tanner Howe. And that's been a big part of the conversation. And he had an outstanding game last week. Um, it was against the Victoria Royals. So I personally skew that a little bit where it was just, you know, the Royals are kind of going through some stuff right now. Uh, but either way, five goals and two assists in two games, I don't care who you're playing against, that's outstanding. Uh, he had a four-goal, two-assist performance against the Royals. Uh casual six-point night where four of those points are goals, I, it doesn't matter what's going on. Like, that's automatically going to be the big, big story. Um, this season, he has 33 points in 23 games, which, you know, when you're playing next to Connor Bedard, on one hand, you're like, of course, you're going to get points. You're playing with Connor Bedard. At the same time, you have 33 points in 23 games. You're holding your own. You're still looking good. Um and standing out on a roster that has Connor Bedard is a tough enough feat because everyone's going to be talking about him. But also making sure that people are throwing your name in the mix—that's exactly what he's doing this season.
0: Absolutely, and it's also worth noting that um, that Howe just turned seventeen on November twenty eighth, so he was sixteen when I saw him playing with Bedard last week. Um, and so for a player who's not draft eligible until twenty twenty four. Sure, he benefits from the playmaking that Bedard brings to the table, and he did score a goal against the Giants on Friday night uh, by going to the net and uh, and making himself available. But um, with the hockey sense that Bedard has and the unpredictability in his game and the fact that he just thinks the game at such a high level and so quickly and sharply – The fact that Howe can keep up with that and be in the right places at the right time to make those plays, I think is super impressive for somebody at his level, especially. And so um, it'll be really interesting to see um, where he goes from here, how much more chemistry the two of them can build over the course of the year. You know, again, I think back to before Connor mcdavid was drafted and everybody thought that alex de was riding his coattails and would never amount to anything and uh, look, look how that turned out
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, alex de brinkett
0: uh that, that's we yeah. do see something similar here with how as uh, as we go on uh so that's our three stars up next the team of the week we've kind of got a teams of the week situation uh just to quickly finish off the central division last in uh, the alphabet but not in our hearts is the winnipeg jets uh and they don't have much so uh, just burn through uh burn through the jets quickly and then we'll do our bonus team
1: yeah um the Winnipeg Jets don't have any current WHL players in their system. Uh, however, they did invite Chase Bertholet and Wyatt Wilson to their camps. Uh, they played for them in the uh, whatever they call the Future Stars games. I don't know. We have our r- rookie face off out here in oh, San Jose, but I think Future Stars. Yeah, or future-
0: it, it was the Young Stars. That was the one I was. Young Stars. Yes, I remember now. The Young Stars I
1: was classic. Like, i know there's the word stars in it that's all i got um yeah i I talked to both of them about it and i still couldn't remember so it's just one of those it's not near me so my brain was like what um yeah but yeah so i you know chase bertholette is from winnipeg it be real or he's from manitoba he's not from winnipeg my apologies um but it'd be really cool to see him out there um and also wyatt wilson you know he's he's coming back from an injury right now but Big defenseman, big player would be really fun, uh, but they don't have anyone currently in their system at the moment. But you had a couple notes on some guys that you're you're talking about right now.
0: Yeah, as you know, I like to do the uh, WHL alum tri- train, and uh, the one that really leapt out at me when I saw Winnipeg on the uh, on the notes today was uh, was Josh Morrissey because I was writing about him earlier this week um, because he's having an unbelievable season for the Jets this year um, and uh, is producing at over a point a game, which is something that we've never seen from him before. And he's always been a good defensive defenseman, but is really taking his game to the next level. So uh, he has been christened with a new nickname, which is Josh Norrissey because (laughs) uh, the new coach thinks that he should be in the conversation uh, for the NHL's best defenseman this year. And, I say, when you've got a nickname that's that appropriate, it immediately puts you into the consciousness of the voters from the Professional Hockey Writers Association. So um, good for Josh, great guy, and really happy to see him being so successful this year. Of course, he was a uh, standout for years with the Prince Albert Raiders and played one season with the Kelowna Rockets as well before being, uh, making the jump to the NHL. was a first-round draft pick by the Jets. Um, a couple other players who also came up through uh, the dub were uh, defenseman Brendan Dillon who's from the Vancouver area uh, and he played for the Seattle Thunderbirds and also Jansen Harkins who was with the Prince George Cougars.
1: Yeah if people saw me if, if anyone's watching the video feed and just saw me make a face um Brendan Dillon was a Thunderbird before my brain decided I liked the Thunderbirds also was a shark before I uh am now like legally obligated to, to root for sharks, um, so you know i i don't dislike him i just it's like an automatic reaction from my body or i'm just like yeah okay <laughs> nothing against him actually he's great uh everything i've seen from him has been fantastic it's just one of those uh automatic reactions
0: (laughs) (laughs) fair enough i did notice the expression too so it's always good to hear the history behind that um so we'll close the door on the central division move on to the atlantic next and that takes us to the boston bruins as our bonus nhl team of the week
1: yeah uh they have goaltender my you know my favorite position to talk about uh reed dick and he's playing for the swift current broncos this season he's I mean, as you've noted here, he's a big guy, but um, you know, he's a 2002 sixth round draft pick as well. He went three picks before Josh Davies, which so current Broncos came up big in the sixth round last year. Um, <laughs> he has 10 uh 10 games played with a 3.85 goals against average, um, an 888 save percentage. He is two eight oh and 0 this season, so that's not great. Um, however, he looked really good at the top prospects game last season. Um, I was really excited to just kind of see what he was going to come out and bring this season. Um, and it's been a little rough, you know, the Swift Crown Broncos overall have kind of had like an up and down run um, throughout their year. And it's kind of been like that for a couple seasons where they'll have a really good game and then they'll have a string of bad games um, this season. It seems to be trending up a little bit more, but it's still been a little bit rougher for them. Um, the, the interesting thing to me is that he engaged Alexander, um, who is an Anaheim Ducks prospect, which we'll get to eventually. Um, <laughs> he's also huge. I saw him when he was out here. Sorry, I have to go over that. He's ginormous. Um, but they have almost identical numbers. Like they're very, very similar. And yet Gage Alexander is a 73010. So their numbers are the same stats. And then their win loss record is like flipped. Um, so it's just kind of interesting to me to see like, what's going on out there I feel like I need to watch it a little more closely to just kind of be like are they playing different is it just different opponents what's going on um but then you know it's just I'm excited to kind of just continue to watch him because clearly you know everyone's kind of seeing the same thing where he has that potential uh
0: you had you had one other Bruins player uh in the in the system as well (laughs)
1: I do. I have uh, Fabian Lysel here, uh, who is not playing in the dub this season. He is playing for the Providence Bruins, but I want to talk about him. Uh, Former Vancouver Giant, played there for a season. Beginning of the year, everyone was like, is he coming back? Is he not coming back? What are they going to do with him? Um, I still feel like maybe there was a little bit of people being like, he's going to come back. Fabian Lysel's not coming back to the WHL. He is thriving with the Providence Bruins in the AHL. Uh, He has five goals and nine assists in 17 games played as a rookie. Uh, He had a shot the other night, and it was like everyone needs to go watch this goal. Maybe I'll retweet it and just post it everywhere, but it was phenomenal. He looks great. He's not coming back. Um, and I'm just really excited for him. He had 22 goals and 40 assists in 53 games with the Vancouver giants last season, which should have been a sign. He's not coming back. Um, but everyone was really excited for him and really excited to see him. And I think Providence is just really enjoying what he's bringing to their team right now.
0: Uh, yeah. I remember hearing his name a lot during the playoffs last year when he put up a mere 21 points in 12 playoff games. Um, So as you would say, he's not coming back. But as the Giants were being shut out by the Regina Pats on on Friday last weekend, I found myself turning to Adam sitting next to me and going, was Fabian Loisel doing this year? <laughs> His yeah, that absence right. was absolutely apparent in a moment where they could really use a game breaker to uh, to score and uh, and then make a bit of a contest out of it. So uh, yeah, even even I missed him on Friday night for sure. A uh, couple other WHL alums on the Bruins. I guess there's really just one currently, which is Jake DeBrusk, who played with Swift Current and Red Deer. Um, in my head. Of course, the WHL and the Bruins will always be connected by Milan Lucic, even though he's been gone from Boston for years now. His uh, his attachment from the Giants to the Bruins just seems like part of the fabric of the Boston organization and the dub. Uh, so that wraps up our Bruins spotlight for this week, and uh, we will continue on in the Atlantic in our next episode. And now it's time to uh, take a look at World Juniors. I can't believe how quickly everything is coming up here because it's November 29th as we're recording this. And of course, world juniors starts on boxing day on December 26th. So that's less than a month and we're barely a week away from the beginning of uh, team Canada's selection camp, which is going to be held in Moncton between December 9th and 12th. So, uh, you were looking at an article from the athletic that, uh, breaks down some possible line combinations that we might see from team Canada and it's uh, rich with WHL content. So uh, why don't you walk us through that and uh, give us your thoughts?
1: Yeah. Well, Scott Wheeler at the athletic did a fantastic job as per usual, uh, breaking down and going over, you know, what players we might see, what line combinations we might see. And um, as much as I would love to say, Oh, he missed this guy. Oh, he missed this guy. Honestly, team Canada is so rich and flush with like just capable talent right now. I don't really think there's anything that Scott kind of missed. Like there's not really a lot. Um, I will say just because I'm just going to keep talking about Tyler Palmer until the end of my days. Um, Tyler Palmer, you know, had he been playing for maybe another team uh, might have been in this conversation. Um, You know, he's a fantastic goaltender and had the numbers last season this year. (laughs) Anyway. Um, Obviously, in that first line, he has slated for Connor Bedard to be there, um, with potential in Shane Wright joining him on that top line. And I feel like seeing a Shane Wright Connor Bedard, you know, pair like just playing together, it would be really fun to see. I'm really looking forward to it. And then uh, he also has uh, Brendan Hoffman on that top line, which just kind of gives you that uh physical <laughs> presence on that line. Uh not to say that Connor Bedard and Shane Wright like Connor Bedard is going to hold his own. He doesn't oh, have a problem sure. being a physical player, but yeah. Brendan Othman I think gives you a little more of that, oof, don't want to really mess with him. Yeah. Um, so that's really exciting to see and uh you know, I feel like that line would absolutely go bananas at World Juniors. Um And the second line, he has Logan Stankoven of the Blazers, uh, Matthew Savoy of the Winnipeg Ice, and Adam Fantilli, who is absolutely lighting things up in the NCAA right now. Um, Again, like, what else are you going to do with that? (laughs) Like, there's almost nothing to say. Logan Stankoven is an absolute talent that, good Lord, I just love watching him play. Uh, Matthew Savoy, again, he's got that, you know, ability to just – make things happen. Um, And then Adam Fantilli, obviously, you know, I haven't watched a ton of him because he's not in the WHL, but obviously Adam Fantilli is being that kind of, hey, next man up for Connor Bedard for a reason. Um, And he is doing fantastic things right now. So I have absolutely no issues with that. abs line though which made me really really kind of giggle uh, because they have riley kidney owen beck and joshua roy who all play in either the q or the o um again fantastic players i've only heard good things from what i've seen they're fun to watch looking forward to that um but again not whl players so we'll
0: see (laughs) yeah uh Uh, Sorry, oh, I was just going to say, you, you froze up there just for a second as you were introducing that third line, so I just wanted to uh, circle ah. back around and let people know that uh, those three players, uh, Kidney, Beck, and Joshua Roy, are all from uh, draft picks from the Montreal Canadiens. All right, yeah. moving on.
1: Sorry. Lovely <laughs> arena Wi-Fi. We're having fun here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that fourth line, he has Zachary Bolduck from the Q, Nathan Gosher, um, and Zach stopchuk from the Vancouver Giants, which... I feel like at this point uh, we haven't talked enough about Zach Ostopchuk on this podcast, but we will eventually. I'm sure of it. Um, he's a fantastic player. He's really fun to watch. I'm kind of tired of hearing his name uh, just because again, I do talk to Adam Kierzenblatt who, who covers the giants and who you met recently. Uh, and he is an, a Zach Ostopchuk truther. He is fully on that train. Um <laughs> But, yeah, and then, you know, the defenseman, which maybe we should just go over next week. We are running a little low on time. And, you know, the defenseman I want to really get into because he has a lot of my favorite guys on there.
0: (laughs) That sounds good. And, uh,
1: yeah, I will say about check that,
0: uh, yeah, I was looking forward to seeing him knock my socks off on Friday night. Um, And he was held off the score sheet. But, again, he was going head-to-head with Bedard all night long. So, that's not exactly a, uh, an easy task for anybody to take on. So I, I am looking forward to getting back out to the LEC at some point uh, as the season wears on and uh, we'll be able to uh, take in some more fresh content from him as well. Uh, we will, so we'll come back to the defensemen next week. I also just wanted to quickly mention that the uh, Team Canada's coaching staff also has some pretty rich Dub flavor. Uh, Dennis Williams from Everett will be taking the top job this time around, and Brent Kissio from Lethbridge will be one of his assistants. Um, next week, we will also take a quick peek at players from the Dub that we'll be representing on teams other than Canada. There's just a small number of them, so we'll be able to cover that as well. Um, now, yes, we're tight on time and, uh, Connor Bedard waits for no one. So, uh, let's, uh, let's dig into this week's Connor Bedard watch quickly.
1: Uh, okay. Well, I have it just listed here with a lot of periods where I'm just saying he has 24 games played, uh, was held off the score sheet in the first one. So in 23 games, he has 22 goals, 31 assists for 53 points. And again, 53 points in 23 games. I'm getting tired of saying it, but I feel like I'm just going to keep upping it every week. He has 53 points next week. I want to say he has 60 points, 61 points. Uh, Let's just go with that. Just have to keep raising the bar for him. Otherwise it's just going to get really boring. Um, 149 shots in the 23 games. And that's, that's shots on, on net. That's not shot attempts. His shot attempts are insane. And I'm not going through all that math right now. Um, He's on that 23-game point streak, which is a surprise to probably no one. Um, had five points in two games last week, including a three-goal, one-assist outing against the Victoria Royals. At one point, it was listed as four goals, uh, but Tanner Howe actually scored on the same play. <laughs> so it went back, and it ended up being Tanner Howe's goal, which, you know what? At this point, give it to both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Fair um, enough. There was a... yeah was a lot going on but you know again you saw him last week was there anything that you wanted to kind of go over
0: um, basically just that he comes as advertised. Um, he's, a, he's a really dynamic player. He seemed to play like 45 minutes on Friday night. Like, you know, <laughs> again, funny. in terms of value for money. Um, every time I looked out there, he was on the ice. He's, he's easy to watch. He's always putting himself in interesting positions and, and he makes himself noticeable. So that to me is a really fun trait that, um, you know, again, that we've seen even at World Juniors and U18s already. And so it was cool to see that translate into the uh, into the dub situation. Um, I will also humble brag that I was one of two reporters who got to speak to him after the game on Friday night um after we had been told that there wouldn't be media availability <laughs> so i feel pretty good about that and uh, in future some future week I, when we happen to be talking about bedard maybe i'll tell you the story of why he wears number 98 and some of the other tidbits that he uh, that he dropped Ooh. with us so I'll, I'll leave that teaser there for now because uh we are running short on time so we should wrap things up for this week thank you once again for listening hope you enjoyed it as always if you have any uh Thoughts, comments, questions, or anything on the podcast, feel free to uh, tweet at us. Uh, she's Liz Child. I'm at pool eighty eight on Twitter, uh, which is still functioning pretty much normally in the hockey sphere, as far as I can tell. Um, so we'll, we'll carry on there until that changes. And uh, make sure you tune into uh, the rest of the WH or the, the hockey news. Um, prospect podcasts from the other CHL leagues and, uh, the U S and everything else that we've got covered as well as our main podcast. Uh, thanks again. And, uh, we'll talk to you next time.